Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week on this program, we spend 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd like to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week. We have two services every Sunday, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. We offer Japanese and Korean translation during the 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we begin the series, 10 Foolish Things People Do to Mess Up Their Lives, from Exodus 19 and 20. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Hafadeh, Chris. Yeah, we're going to pick up a new series. We're going to begin it this Sunday, and it's going to extend probably into the new year. Um, The title is meant to be a little bit catchy, but it's describing a very important part of the scripture. Um, You know, it's uh, the Bible is filled with guidelines for life. And uh, God's plan for how we're to live in the created world that he's, he's given us. And we can ignore them, but the truth is that we're going to ignore them to our own peril. And uh, in the Old Testament, in Exodus 19 and 20, God gives t- a set of 10 instructions. We call them the Ten Commandments. Almost everybody is familiar with them. But they were given to his people, and they are foundations for how to live in the world that God had created. And so that's what we're going to talk about over the course of the next few months, really. And we'd love to invite you to come and join us and uh, follow along as we study. So do the Ten Commandments still apply to today? What do they mean? Uh, and how's, you know, how, how should we live our lives in light of what God has said in regard to those things? So I think it's going to be great. I'm excited for the study that I've been doing. I can't wait to uh, explore it together. Well, I'm really glad to have some special people with us in studio. Uh, Welcome to uh, Brian and Annie Weber. Thank you guys for joining us today. Hey, thanks, Pastor Gary. We're really glad to be here. Thanks for inviting us. And uh, yeah, we look forward to just having a conversation and getting to talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. We've been looking forward to this. Uh, Brian works as a project manager. Um, Navy civilian, and uh, you've got a background in emergency management and community planning and a number of things. Uh, been here on on island how long? Uh, we've been here for about 16 months now. We uh, we PCSed out here last May. Um, it's two year time, two year tour, two year assignment. Um, I've loved every minute of it since we've been here. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of waiting to see what God has in store for us next. Okay. Yep. And Annie is involved in all kinds of things, um, active family, uh, home, writing a book uh, about some things that God's been teaching you. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Annie, maybe you could tell us, just fill us in on your family. You've got some kids. Uh, tell us about that. Okay, certainly. I have one husband, Brian, and we have four kids. We actually um, just had the opportunity to foster a little girl as well, so that made five. Um, yeah, family life is, we're, we're beautifully blessed, and it's definitely part of our sanctification pro- process. That's interesting. I might want to ask you about that later. Uh, you know, what's, how, what's the family mean and 
you know, how do we live that out with all of the things that we got to balance together? I know that's true. And I'd like to ask you about the foster uh, care as well. But let me back up for a minute. How, how did you guys get to Guam? Let me ask you that and then the connection for Harvest. Yeah, great. That's a great question. You know, uh, so we're coming from the uh, D.C. area. Uh, we lived in Winchester, Virginia for about uh, maybe eight years, I think. Um, had, it's in the Shenandoah Valley. Beautiful countryside. Um, but, uh, you know, that that whole D.C. metropolitan area um, uh, has, you know, you got to really focus on politics and work and stuff. And so uh, it was just getting to a point in my life uh, that I really enjoyed my job, but I was feeling kind of like work was more important than other things in my mm-hmm. life. And so I just took some opportunities and discussed with Annie. I think we were both at the same conclusion that, hey, it's time to uh, – it's time to maybe look around and see what what else that we could do in this this wonderful crazy world that God has delivered to us. And so I just started applying to new jobs. Um, and uh, you know I think this was um, the job here in Guam was my first interview. And um, I told Annie, well, I bombed that interview. There's no way that I'm going <laughs> to get this job. Uh, just because uh, I was, lear- I, you know, I haven't interviewed in like eight years. Yeah. So I was a little bit nervous and, um, you know, I just didn't come off, you know, naturally. Uh, and then lo and behold, three weeks later, it's like, hey, we'd like to bring you out here. We, uh, we wow. like what's on your resume. So uh, we just kept on following that path. And um, uh, so that's how we ended up here. And I really haven't looked back since. It's really interesting. Um, I felt like you're sort of describing the rat race of life, and it can get so busy. Uh, and maybe specifically you felt that. Annie, did you feel some of the same thing? I was definitely feeling itchy. I definitely was up for another adventure. Um, I think we had a great time in Northern Virginia, and I had the best relationships, but I definitely get a buzz off change. So I was so thankful to move to this part of the world and experience this culture. I love the culture of Guam. Hmm. Same for you, Brian. What? Tell me about the rat race. What were you feeling with that? Yeah. Well, so my background is mostly in emergency management, and um, you know, I'm I'm often gone. I'm often putting in you know sixty, seventy hours a week, uh, just trying to. Uh, I worked for a large or- government organization back home. Um, uh, it was a national, you know, had a national footprint, so we were always activated. Um, and I just couldn't, f- I couldn't breathe. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't find rest. I couldn't find peace. I couldn't find time to dedicate to prayer, dedicate to scripture, dedicate to my family, you know, dedicate to my wife, spend time with the children. They're all, you know, they're all active. So um, when Annie says that we're, you know, we're ready for the next adventure, I, I think part of that was we're ready for a different culture too mm-hmm. and trying to explore that. And I had actually been out here for Typhoon Yudu Um which was 2018, I think. Okay. And I was deployed to Saipan. Um, and I'll never forget, I'd, I'd wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I'd go to the beach to do a quick run before I head into the office, and there were families out there jumping in the ocean. And I'm like, at 5.30 in the morning, you know, our kids don't even wake up, you know, until <laughs> much later than that. And I just thought, wow, this is – there's something going on here that uh, I want to be a part of, uh, um, something that's more um, – focused on family, focused on uh, enjoying life. And that's, I think that's what brought us here. It's really interesting. I've had this conversation with, I I mean, I can't imagine how many people in the last five years or so, I just had it yesterday um, with somebody. There is something about uh, Guam and particularly people that would come here uh, from off island, military, civilian jobs like you guys are at. 
And this isn't true for everybody, but um, it seems like there, at least there's an opportunity for sort of a reset. Mm-hmm. Does, does that make sense? Do you guys feel that? We, I absolutely highlighted that word. We got here. Um, it was a marriage reset. We renewed our vows on wow. the beach mm-hmm. the month after we arrived. So that word reset, like, completely describes that transition. I felt like it was a reset in family life, a reset for our marriage, a reset. um, I mean, it completely wiped my calendar clear coming here. So my life looked totally different. But yeah, all the way, that word completely described it. Yeah, reset is strong. You know, I I really equate it to like, this is an opportunity for us to grow in faith, mm-hmm. right? We get to we get to meet new people. Um, you know, uh, we're very tied to uh, certain families that we're just building relationships with and just love. Mm-hmm. Um, and back from where we were coming from, we we're just too busy to really do that. We were just kind of uh, you know just kind of doing trying to keep up. Yep. I would say trying right. to keep up exactly. Yeah. Well, and there's something about um, you know just fewer distractions. You know, honestly there's not places to go your family isn't a few states away so you go on this weekend or that weekend for some people that come to guam that's very hard on them and i talk with some people and they're like oh man i can't wait you know to leave but um but that's not the majority of people mm-hmm. and but i felt like that's part of it just some of the parts of life that just get so busy there's just not as many and we're able to focus on the things that are really important if we choose to i mean that's really the key part Tell me about how you found Harvest, because I remember, Brian, you came, you were here early, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For a few months, maybe even before the family came. Yeah, yeah, I was here for about maybe, what, two, two or three months, yeah, before the family came. Annie had said, hey, you know, I want you to check out this church. And the first day I was like, well, there's, this is it. I mean, wow. I remember that day. Yeah, Yeah. it's just amazing. I just still, every time I come here, just, you know, walking through the schoolyard and just seeing all the activity and the energy and the environment. Um, looking at what Harvest puts into the community, looking at the sacrifices that the staff and the student makes. I mean, it's just for somebody um, that was stuck in that rat race uh, of just doing the same things over and over, uh, this really resonated, um, I think, uh, particularly with me that, wow, this church is just you know on fire, so to speak. I mean, these guys mean what they say and they do what they say and they're out in the community and they're looking to make a difference and they want people to come here and they want to build disciples and it's just it's beautiful you guys got it really doing an amazing thing yeah well we do together together (laughs) well i really do love the fact that god brought you here to be part of this you know and your role is so significant in the things that god is allowing you um i i said this in our foundations class on Wednesday, right out of 1 Corinthians 12, when God puts us together, it means that the church needs you and you need the church. Mm-hmm. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 says, God is the one who puts the members in the body and all the members are needed. So we didn't know it until you came, but but God said, we need a, you know, we need a Brian and Annie and their family. Harvest needs them. And so I'm going to bring them to Guam to plant them in this place because they fill a you know, hand, uh, arm, an eye that that was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, you know, uh, Brian and Annie and their family, they need harvest at this season of their life. So I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's great. And that's, you know, it's funny. That's next to a scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians fourteen forty that that I have just, just has been my go-to scripture for a long time, do everything uh, in decency and good order. Mm-hmm. And I just see that here at Harvest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, just, you know, everything in the name of Christ and everything just executed 
lovingly, you know, just with full out love. And I look at, you know, I look at the the congregation, I look at uh, the students, again, I look at the, the staff, and I'm like, wow, where are these guys getting these energy? You know, where is all this energy coming from? It's just, it's just evidence coming from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Thank you for that testimony. Let's talk about your spiritual story, your background. Um, you know, you grew up in Christian home, not Christian home. Where was God as part of your life? And tell me about that. Um, my story is a little bit unique. Uh, I have really didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, we had a Bible on the dining room or the uh, coffee table, and that's pretty much where it sat. Uh, and it was more for decoration than anything else. We never opened it. We never prayed as a family. Um, so I, I would I would say as early as like eight, seven, eight years old, it just was conferred upon me that there is there's a God that's out there looking hmm. looking after me. And I didn't understand what that relationship, I didn't know how to develop it. I didn't know how to seek it. And it wouldn't be years and years and years later until I would say that it was a, a nurturing relationship when I had the faculties, you know, the ability to read and understand and get what prayer meant um, to uh, really have a testimony of Christ. And so, you know, I would say from for me, you know, um, maybe from seven to, you know, probably my early 20s, uh, I was in a, a, I believe there's something out there for me and I'm open to it. And I, uh, you know, I don't mind telling you, I, I, I attended many different churches, mm-hmm. uh, many different denominations. Um, uh, but, I, you know, there was one striking incident that um, – that I cannot turn my back on. And it was going, it was on my way to Afghanistan. So this would have been 2007, right after Annie and I got married. And, uh, you know, I was just, just pouring out my heart and saying, you know, God, I don't, I don't want to give you all the, the bad stuff in my life. I don't want to give you all the, the junk, the stuff that holds me down. I want to give you my best. And I, you know, I just want to do the right thing. And I want to be helpful. And I want to be the, the, you know, your, your, your perfect follower and it was just clear as day is like brian i came here for all the bad stuff mm. and i was just like holy cow and it, you know just speaking about it now it gives me kind of uh chill bumps um and uh i can never turn my back on that i mean that feeling that overwhelming uh this you know just spirit conferred that hey this is Christ is the real deal. He's here for you. He's here to take take away your sin. So um you know after that you know it was you know, during I had a 15 month deployment, my first deployment, and it was a pretty tough deployment, as as everybody's deployment is. But right. I took scriptures with me and read read through the Old Testament, um, and then uh, just when I came back, really started focusing on the New Testament. And I would say it was a a big transition in my life. Wow, that's a great. Yeah. It's always amazing to hear how God steps into our lives, the key spots. Yeah, Amen. Annie, what about you? What's your spiritual story? Um. Similar to Brian, I was a late bloomer to the Bible. Um, I had attended church, but no one exposed me to the Bible. So shortly after that um, experience, Brian was just describing that 15-month vacation, (laughs) taxpayer-funded vacation to Afghanistan. He decided not to go back to his job in Colorado. We relocated to Manhattan. Manhattan, Kansas, the Little Apple. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, not the he Big was Apple. Not um. the Big Apple, Little Apple. Brian decided, he called me from Afghanistan. He's got two options for grad school. He was either going to go to Arizona State or Kansas State. And I'm thinking, please say Arizona, because that sounds way more fun. <laughs> of course, he picked Kansas. Um, so we were living there. 
I was a new mom. I had little Lucy who was four months old. And I had a strong identity tied, you know, influenced by the world. I I was really resentful that I was just home with a baby. I, I was really career driven, or I thought I was. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to be working. I didn't really quite understand this whole life of being a homemaker. But that's where God met me. Mm-hmm. I had a baby that had a regular nap schedule. She slept three hours every morning, got up, at had lunch, then went back several hours. So that left me in a tiny, tiny apartment in Manhattan with nothing to do. We had no cable. I mean, I, yeah. that was before smartphones. So what did I do for hours and hours a day? I studied the Bible. Wow. And I, that's really how I came to faith, um, just in that season. Again, because I had never really been exposed to the Bible. No one said, hey, you know, like, what is it? I mean, of course, I knew about the Bible, sure. but I never really opened it up and studied. And, of course, I, I learn best when I have, like, you know, some kind of structure, questions. So, I, you know, I would read through books, commentaries. I would watch DVDs, just questions. Okay, look through the scriptures. You know, it was the first time I ever got exposed to that, and that's how I grew. Well, in, in separate ways, but God kind of stepped into your lives in a similar season of life. Yeah. And then together, it's cool how together then, you know, sometimes it can happen one or the other right. sort of goes on the spiritual journey and the other's left. But it, there was, you know, kind of a unity together, but on your own, searching, asking, questioning, and finding. I mean, yeah. that's the thing, right? Yeah. Now, there was a lot There was a lot to go through. I mean, because, yeah. again, I, I know that I was very influenced by the world. So it was, I mean, it wasn't always that flowery. There was a lot of growth yeah. that needed to happen. Um, and that... That was years in the making, and I certainly haven't arrived yet. It's still yeah. 16 years later, and I'm still in that process. Maybe this ties in with kind of all that together. I am just ask you about family. Um, so you mentioned earlier you have four children of your own. What's the ages, Annie? The oldest is 15, Lucy, and then there's Luke, who's 12, Lily, who's 11, and little Levi, who's four. Okay, so 15 to four, 16 to 4. Um, and then uh, you are fostering currently, is that right? Or well, we uh, okay. so we uh, were fostering, I think, for about what six, six months. yeah, six months. Okay. And then um, you know, God put in place to have uh, our foster child reunite with their parents. Just uh, I think last week. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, it's something that we pray pray so about regularly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I know. I mean, you're in you're in the family season, right? Yeah. <laughs> Schedules and children and different ages and you know work is still there and the very real sense of that responsibility as a as a homemaker you know all that together how do you guys balance that and i and i know i heard some of that in i felt like it was like maybe going away from us you know a few years back have you have you found tools or how do you balance faith church Mm. work Family. That's a great question. You know, I, I look at our lives, a full-time career, uh, obviously uh, in the in the Army Reserves, and that's another you know full-time career, and then five kids, and you know Annie's writing a book, and I'm you know I'm doing our, you know I I think coming out here, um, at least for me, um, I was uh, really set on interacting with the kids, doing things with the kids, instead of just taking them somewhere and dropping them off. So uh, one thing that we do here as a family is uh, Guam Muay Thai and uh, just learning something brand new that we've never yeah. done before. And it's because so, it gives us uh, a dialogue. Um, but so I was, you know, really, you know, coming to church and doing things at church, showing up at church together, mm-hmm. sitting together, you know, yeah. just 
just making life together instead of, you know, setting these goals and everybody doing their own thing. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Hey, Annie, so is, is this easy? Is it hard? What's that mean for you? Um, yeah, family life is hard. I mean, I, I think the marriage is, is easy. I love the marriage yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> can, part. Can we do sure. the marriage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to continue that. Um, family life is a lot. Being yeah. a parent is a lot. I mean, yeah. it, it definitely, I, I want to say that every day it, it aids in my sanctification. Yeah. Um, cause in my flesh, you know, it's, it doesn't always look like I expect it to look. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Brian and I are growing in that part. I mean, I, I think my desire, my heart's desire, um, is to just lead by example and, you know, have a strong marriage. So my kids know what that looks like. You know, I tell them all the time, your marriage is your most important decision besides following Christ that you will mm-hmm. make, you know, please choose wisely. Um, so yeah, that's actually, I think that's right on and super helpful. It's not easy. And uh, even as Christians, following Christ, which you guys have both chosen to do, it doesn't just like make a f- easy path of everything else. Um, but those are the things that then really become part of the joy as God grows us together, it's this sanctification process together. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, it's, it's good to hear that and kind of li- live it through, you know, through you guys as we strive to be families that would honor God in the challenges of life. and. Um, raising kids that would change the world, you know, in yeah. another generation. Yeah, amen. I'll, all, just, oh, I'll, I'll just say, all you families out there, you can do it. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just uh, yeah, I mean, everybody goes through their ups and downs, but, you know, amen, that we have a God that loves us and just keep on showing that love to them. And, yeah. And, I was just going to say, I'll add to that, I do believe um, it, it draws me to my knees, you know, yeah. just the – the parent I want to be, and then some days where I'm at, I just say, you know, I it's it's clearly that I need the Lord in my life to guide that path. Amen. Annie, uh, Brian mentioned that you're writing a book. You and I have talked about this before. I've got a copy of it, a draft of it on my desk, and I've looked through it. It's awesome. Tell us thank a little you. bit about the book. Um, yeah, thank you. It it actually, yeah, it's written. It comes out next month. Okay. It, um, it is called Astounding Truths of the Bible, and it's written to someone like me who really did not know the Bible. It's just the, the what is it called? There's a title and a subtitle, Bite Sized Truths to the World's Best Selling Book. So it's scripture explained, um, take a verse and then explain what's the context. Why is Solomon saying this? What do we learn from this? It's a short, bite-sized truth. And then it ends with a prayer, and that, that prayer is modeled for what the believer can pray based on the scripture. So the first one, for example, astounding truth number one is the scripture from Second Samuel about the Lord looking at the heart. Man looks at the outside and the Lord looks at the heart and explains, you know, why 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 are we told that? What's the you know, in the process of selecting King David to be next king? And then the the prayer is, you know, looking at how do we how are we to be encouraged in that, you know, to look at the heart of people instead of the outward appearance. So it's really interesting, and each of the, there's a hundred, right? There's a hundred, yes. One hundred astounding truths. That was a clear calling too to write a hundred. There are times I wanted to quit at sixty six, <laughs> at eighty, at ninety. I mean, getting through it, I just thought, you know, it was a hundred percent inspired by the Lord. Even the title of the book, "Write a Hundred, Don't Stop Till You're Done," and that's what I was committed to the mission. It wasn't always easy, but that's what I wanted to do, and um, 
clearly what the Lord told me to do. Well, each one a representation of the character of God and the scriptures themselves and and just very practical. You know, even as I was looking through it, very practical. And I could almost see here's the things that Annie's been learning as in her Bible study. And I know it's going to be a blessing to a lot of people. So thank you for, thank for you. putting the work in. Thank you for being willing to share your story. Um, you guys are part of a you lead a community group at your house, right? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, yeah. We do it uh, every every Sunday at five o'clock, and it's been uh, been fantastic. You know, it's just part of that that you know community that we've been talking about, and yeah. just kind of help people live their lives, you know, and help each other out when we can. Yeah, those are great. Uh, maybe just a little promo for that. If if somebody's interested, we have twenty one Sunday night community groups meeting all across the island. Brian and Annie lead one in their home. And uh, but there's 20 others and about 425 people right now involved in that, which Amen. is really awesome. Yeah. Every Sunday night, you know, connecting together. So thank you guys for your ministry in that way too. I'm praying that God would bless that. Hey, thank you. That's our blessing. Okay, great to talk to you today. Hey, thank you, thank you, Pastor Gary. Thank you, Harvest, and thank you, uh, community of Guam. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to personally invite you again to services this week at Harvest Baptist Church. Two services, 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. We have Japanese and Korean translation available at the 10.45 a.m. service. That's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We hope to see you this Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.